Welcome to Maximum Mom with Elise Buey, where you'll hear from women who are navigating the same messy journey as you. Lawyering, entrepreneurship, and mothering, what a trifecta. We're here to share tips, resources, wins, losses, and encouragement for moms who are raising a family while building a law firm. So you feel less alone in your journey toward a fulfilling career and being the best mom you can be. Okay, here we are today. It is Monday, December 14th, and I'm here with Melanie Leonard. And I am so excited to bring you Melanie, who I lovingly refer to as the Clio guru. She knows everything about Clio, and she can help you in so many different ways. Melanie, welcome. I'm so glad to have you here with us. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure to be here. I love chatting about this topic. I love chatting with you, so I'm sure it will be a blast. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you. Well, obviously, this is the Maximum Mom podcast, so we are all about that trifecta of roles, being a mom, being a lawyer, and being an entrepreneur. And I know you have kind of mastered all of them. And so tell us a little bit about your journey. I mean, first, I always like to know about people's families first. Tell us about your family. Well, and to be clear, it is a journey. I wouldn't say I've mastered any of them, frankly. I'm still on that journey, but I have learned more as the time goes on. So um, yeah, my family, I am married and I have two kids. My daughter is seven and my son is 10. And um, we live in the Chicago suburbs and they're both doing, currently they're doing online school and um, while I'm working from home. And thankfully in our family, my husband is, well, I, I, so, I feel terrible when I say thankfully he's unemployed, but um, <laughs> he's not working right now, <laughs> um, which allows him to be the headmaster of our homeschool. He's a performer, so there's no audiences for him to perform to. And so that's left him without a lot of work and working really hard with our kids. And so that's been a lifesaver because otherwise he runs his own business. I run my own business and having to do that all in the same house with the two kids going to school. I can't imagine. So that's awesome. That's so wonderful that he's doing that. How have the kids gotten along with remote schooling with dad as their headmaster? I bet that's a lot of fun. Honestly, they go through phases. Like at the beginning, like my son thought it was a dream come true because (laughs) he never wanted to go to school in the first place. He always wanted to be homeschooled. And so then he just thought his dreams came true. And it was for a little while. But then I think the longer this went on, it was more like, but wait, I don't get to see my friends. You know, we don't get to hang out at the playground like we used to, you know. And and for my daughter, I mean, she was she had just switched schools the year before the pandemic. And so I feel like she's really kind of struggling to figure out, you know, how to make friends in a virtual world. Sure. Um, And to connect with the friends that she had, because of course they don't have their own cell phones or anything like that. Like they have to go through the parents all the time. So anyway, so for me, I think for me watching them, the hardest part has been that whole socialization part. So we're really trying, you know, I told my husband the other day, we need to make a more concerted effort because, you know, it'll go weeks without my daughter talking to any of her friends other than just seeing them on the Zoom class. And then she'll get all upset and like, you know, melt down. And I'm like, we need to get out in front of that and like affirmatively go schedule some Zoom calls with her friends so that we don't get to that point. So that's, that's our latest approach. But like I said, it's a journey, not a mastery necessarily. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. You're exactly right. It is such a journey and, and people are on such a wild journey right now. I mean, because we're all learning this remote schooling as we go. 
Exactly. Exactly. No, it's not, it's not been easy. There's some, I mean, there's been some great benefits to it. I mean, obviously if there hadn't been a pandemic, I'd be traveling a lot more. And so it's been a great opportunity, especially while the kids are this young for me to be home and to be a part of homework and be a part of all of that. So I am thankful for that. That's been a great um, benefit that's come out of this, but yeah, it's a, it's a challenge to say the least. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and frankly, we're in a much better position than some people. I mean, you know, I have friends that are out of jobs and other friends that are really struggling with their businesses. And so, you know, it's 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 definitely fortunate for us that our business or my business has, you know, really been able to help people when, you know, the urgency has changed. Right. The, right. the, the services we're offering become much more urgent. But we'll get to that, I guess. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, tell us a little bit about your lawyer journey. I mean, before you had Streamline Legal, you had another business, right? Yep. Yeah, absolutely. So I graduated law school and, um, you know, went and got a job at a firm and practiced there for a while and um, actually practiced at a couple of different firms in downtown Chicago after graduating, did some um, consumer fraud, some real estate, some all kind of business agreements, stuff like that. And that was fine. But then I got to a job where I actually got fired. And um, <laughs> I know, I <laughs> I'm not even thinking that's possible. (laughs) (laughs) No, let's just say it was not a good fit. And to this day, I'm friends with the attorney that fired me. But (laughs) it was a situation where like, I just wasn't, I did not enjoy that firm. Uh, Clearly, they were not enjoying me. And so after having that experience, though, it got to a point where I was like, I don't ever want to feel that helpless again. Like I had no control in that situation, right? Like, I mean, I had done the work. I had, you know, responded to the, you know, review, all of the reviews of my work were good. Anyway, long story. But um, so it it was, I decided, you know what? I don't want that feeling of helplessness again. I'm just going to go start my own firm because yeah, maybe I don't get a lot of clients or maybe I don't do a good job, but I can't get fired, (laughs) right? (laughs) Well, it turns out I did a good job because I did get lots of clients. I went out and started my own firm. You know, at the time, my husband had his own business, again, in the entertainment industry. And so that really kind of gave me the courage, like, well, if he can do it, I can do it, you know. So (laughs) I went ahead and started my firm. We focused on residential real estate because I really, you know, for me, I was more interested in building the systems and making sure that everything ran well to give our clients really great service that I didn't want to be having to, you know, kind of juggle different practice areas. And so for me, I very quickly focused in on one thing. I did residential real estate so I could get paid at the closing and I didn't have to track my time. And I didn't (laughs) back in that day. And I didn't have to worry about collecting from clients because you get paid at the closing. Right. Um, So for all of those um, very logistical reasons, it worked out well. (laughs) And I enjoyed that for a long time. I mean, uh, we, I had my practice for about 12 years, uh, 12 and a half years and, um, hired, uh, you know, all types of paralegals, legal assistants, other attorneys at at different points. And yeah, it was a great success as far as being able to provide for my family and being able to, you know, uh, support us in combination with my husband. So it was great. It did get to a point though, where I really felt I I just plateaued, like, like as far as finances go, it's like, I got, I grew, I grew. And then at a certain point with only one attorney at that point, I couldn't do much more. And so I joined a coaching group actually, and um, wanted to grow my business and started working with them. And I was with them for about two years. And really through that two years came to this realization that um, I, 
I didn't really want the practice anymore. Like it, maybe that's the reason it wasn't growing <laughs> was because it wasn't <laughs> like I was done. My, I, my heart wasn't in it anymore. I was, sure. it's been fun. Let's move on. You know, um, of course it was, I say it now, like it was that easy, but it wasn't. Um, so I made a decision to, um, you know, I made a list of everything in my firm that I thought was, had some value. And they took it to a local attorney in the area and said, hey, I'm going to you know, sell my business. Do you have any interest? And he's like, yeah, sure, I'll make you an offer. And, you know, I, I live in a very large suburb outside of Chicago. And, you know, as many attorneys as there are, news still travels fast. <laughs> and so, you know, I, within a, about a week, I got a couple other offers and I started negotiating against each other and, you know, got to a point where I was happy just to walk away and be like, okay, have it, you know? Um, but, but the third, the thing that really made that possible was number one, a huge shift in mindset. I mean, you know, I went oh, to yeah. law school, I intended to be an attorney. I built my practice. I intended to keep it. Like I, I, I had no intention of doing this. Even I sold the practice in June, even as of January, I was still like, oh, maybe one day I'll sell it. I don't know. Right. <laughs> So anyway, so that had to change. And then number two was just being able to identify within my business, thanks to the coaching group I had worked with, you know, what is of value in the business, right? Like if I leave, what's left, right? And unfortunately for a lot of solo attorneys, like when you leave, there's not much left, right? Um, Yeah, I had done things like I changed the name of the firm in January that year to take my name out. I had a federal trademark on the name and the the tagline and stuff like that and the logo. I actually had some written procedures and policies, but it turns out the buyer had his own and didn't want them. So that was not a negotiating piece um, for me, but for many that can be. And then, yeah. And then I, I went around with him for a couple of months and, you know, had lunches with our referral sources, which were real estate agents, you right. know, to, to talk him up about how great he was and how things were. I mean, Thankfully, I really did believe that. (laughs) Yeah, so I had that great opportunity to be able to help transition all of those referrals over to him. And yeah, it worked out great because then I had, you know, it it didn't make me a millionaire, that's for sure, but it did give me some money to be able to start this next business with. Right. And I, at that point, I had already identified that this was more of a passion for me than practicing law. And so, yeah, that, that worked out really well, but it was, it was a tricky time. Like, especially if you're talking about family, I mean, that was a time when my son was really struggling in school and um, we made the decision to take him out of the public school and put him into a private school. And, you know, the whole, how are we going to pay for this? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, we were going through that transition at that time. And then eventually we moved my daughter over to the same school. And so it was a lot of like, I have to make this work or else the whole plan, you know, falls apart. So there was definitely a fair amount of urgency and, you know, things depending on the business working. I sometimes think that kind of necessity though is awesome because I think it makes you create what you know you can create and you Mm -hmm. know you can do. And having that sense of urgency can really be that kick in the butt that sometimes people need. 
Absolutely. And I, I mean, I think it depends on the personality of the person too, but I'm oh, definitely yeah. someone that works well under pressure. And while yeah. I recognize that that's not something I should do with regularity, it's probably yeah. not healthy, but you know, on those occasions, you know, it definitely did lead to that, that experience. And, you know, if my son was still in public school and my kids are still in public school, would I have had that same motivation or that same, probably not. Probably not. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I know when, when I started my family law firm, that was a huge thing because I started the firm in 2015 and I had a daughter who had graduated and was going to college. And literally I was looking at paying for four kids to go to college and figure out how to pay for that. I mean, there was no money in savings. My ex never contributes anything to that. And I thought, well, that's okay. I'll just do this. And I don't know what I was thinking that I was going to do this. I mean, God knows what I was thinking. I mean, I think some type of mental health, like manic something, you know, where I'm like, Oh yeah, I got this. Like no problem. Cause when you look back on it, you're like, what was I thinking? Like I should have done all this other stuff to prepare and I should have done this, but here's the thing. Like, you know, it's so true what they say about timing, right? Like there's no perfect time. It's never going to be the right time. And if you wait until you're totally prepared, I mean, the time is gone. gone. The time is gone. I mean, and I, I will forever. I mean, it's funny because now I'm super grateful to my ex. I'm like, thank you for not stepping up and like paying for all this because mm-hmm. I never would have accomplished what I accomplished if I did not have that fire under me right. every single day because every month I was making another payment and we had four kids either they were in college or in private school here in Seattle so right. I mean these were some big bills I was paying right. <laughs> you know to fund these four kids education. And then I had one go off to boarding school and, you know, and they're like, that'll be 60 grand a year. And I was like, no problem. Let me just whip out my checkbook and I'll make that happen. And and that's all mindset too, right? Because there's plenty of people that would have responded differently in that situation and just gotten, I'm sure you had some anger, but you know, just gotten mad and been like, forget it. You know, this isn't going to happen or whatever, but no, it's, it's all in the way that you approach it. And it's not easy. I mean, you know, shifting that mindset is number one, you have to identify that you even have the mindset and that right. you can shift it. Right. Like that's, that's the key. Part, frankly, I think that is absolutely the hardest part is for me. It's that thing where I realize, and I'm sure there's some fancy coaching term for it, but you know how, when there's like the circumstances, the thoughts, the feelings, the mm-hmm. action, the results, understanding that those thoughts I have aren't always true. That was like revolutionary for me. I was like, well, but if my brain is telling me I can't do it, then I must not be able to do it. But understanding that piece alone that I needed to eavesdrop on those thoughts and actually be like, well, is this true? Like, what, where is this? And who decided this? And who is that girl in my head? Like, sometimes I'm like, girl, we need to chat. Give me your (laughs) resume. Like, where did you come up with this stuff? Absolutely. And I'll tell you, one of the things that's been helpful for me is because my kids are relatively young still, I'm trying to teach this kind of stuff to them so that they don't have this going on. But like, it's just so much, it's so much easier for me to identify in them than it is to identify in myself. Right. And so then I'm talking to them about these things and then, then they'll turn it around on me and they'll be like, well, mom, what about you doing this? And I was like, Oh yeah, I gotta do that. Good 
point. Oh, I love that. I love teaching my children about things that I'm learning, especially mm-hmm. mine or young adults. Mm-hmm. It's the most perfect. I love now sharing with them about things. And, you know, my poor sons are just like, <laughs> okay, here comes mom and her woo woo stuff. You know, they're just like, okay, almost, I give you 10 minutes for you to woo woo right. on me. <laughs> and, um, but I mean, I, I have seen real things. They might not want to admit it, but where they are making real choices and real decisions and they're questioning their own mean guys in their head and what they can do and not do. And I find if I get out of my kid's way and I watch them do their stuff, I'm like, whoa, you're pretty accomplished at these things. I'm like, where in the world did you learn that? You know, because clearly it wasn't for me, but I mean, it was somewhere and they do learn. They, and, and they, and you know, they, you know, they pick up on stuff that you don't even think about, you know, oh, like, yeah. you know, they'll be a week later and they're talking to you about something and you're like, how, did you hear that? How did you know that? <laughs> like, they just are little sponges. I marvel. I mean, I have a son who's in the Marines. He's actually a recon Marine. So, I mean, this kid is just brutally tough as nails. And I was saying something to him about, I mean, the whole recon training. I mean, it is, it is intense what this kid has gone through. And he was like, he's like, I don't understand why you're worried. He's like, I will never quit. And he's like, and that's quitting is the only thing that is between you and succeeding. And he was like, that's not even an option. And I'm thinking to myself, as you're on the bottom of some pool, 30 feet down, being held down underwater for nine minutes or whatever, I'm like, this doesn't sound, you know, but I mean, he was just so utterly certain that quitting was not even something he would consider. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And and the willpower and the ability he has, like, I mean, this is a kid who used to be like physically huge. He played like offensive line football and he is now like this fit. I mean, he has gone and I mean, he diets and can do that like none other. And I am just like, wow, that's so impressive. But he's like, obviously I control what I put in my mouth. I mean, he's just so like, matter of fact about it obviously mom i'm like well yeah i wish i would work with me and he's like well it could you know and I'm like, fair enough but i think sometimes we underestimate like obviously now he's older and has had all kinds of experiences that, were necess- right. that weren't necessarily with you but i also think we underestimate sometimes how much we have an effect on them that we don't really notice, you know, and then eventually they get older and it's like, Oh wait, yeah, maybe that was me. You know, <laughs> I don't know. I guess I'll find out when my kids are a little older. You but. will. You'll find out good, bad, and ugly. Cause oh, obviously, exactly. I'm sure, you know, I'll see things and I'm like, Whoa, I should have shielded you from that more. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. It's that, that mom part is pretty. Um, I find it very humbling. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. The Guild is an insanely productive community of lawyer entrepreneurs with a growth mindset who share their collective genius and hold each other accountable to take their careers and businesses to the next level. But in 2021, we are upping the game. In addition to exclusive access to the group, FaceTime with the two of us, discounted pricing for live events, and front seat exposure to live recording and podcasts and video, we are mapping out for members the exact growth playbook with our new program, Maximum Lawyer in Minimum Time. As a Guild member, you'll build relationships and experience content specifically designed to complement your plan for growth. 
For a limited time only, the Maximum Lawyer and Minimum Time program will be offered for free to all new Guild members. Join us by going to maxlawguild.com. Well, what would you say to people who listen, who are dealing with all these things, juggling being a lawyer, an entrepreneur, a mom during all this time? I mean, what are some of the things you have done during this pandemic in particular, where you feel like you've really helped yourself in those three areas? Get over your ego and ask for help. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm serious, whether I don't care if it's like at work or if it's at home or if it's the homework or if it's the meals or it's the, you know, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. Like ask for help and don't be afraid to use it. You know, like, you know, my, my mother-in-law lives, I don't know, three minutes down the road, which is super nice. And so, yeah, we've been quarantining with them essentially. Like we go there, they come here, that's it. Right. (laughs) So, but that's been a really nice resource to have, you know, and I know not everybody has that option, obviously, but, you know, to give my husband a break during school sometimes, or, you know, to give us both a break, if we just need to have an adult conversation and the kids are always here. Um, So, you know, but, but, for me but for me to be able to go to her and say hey can you please do this and I have to get over all those ideas in my head that are like well she's going to think I'm a bad mom or she's going to think I don't know how to handle my kids or you know any of that crazy stuff that's in my head because I I mean I do have those thoughts on occasion you know and to get over that to be able to say no this is what I need for my sanity this is what my kids need for their sanity this is what my husband needs for his like to be able to just put all that aside and be like hey we're doing this, you know, um, and you got to make tough decisions somehow. Uh, but, but I really do think that asking for help wherever you can find it, wherever you can get it. Cause, cause here's the thing, when you do that, it almost allows those people now to ask you for help and feel comfortable Completely. doing that. Right. Yes. So now we can be like co-helpers, you know, or however you're going to handle it. I um, think that's exactly right. And I, I know your mother-in-law is probably thrilled to help you. I mean, you know, because she is. That, that's the reality of it. But it doesn't always feel that way in my head. Right. <laughs> we have our own warped senses. But absolutely, no. She, it's, she's, she's loving the time that she gets to spend with the kids, too, you know, because right. they're not school all day. You know, she gets to help them with their work and help them with their lunch and whatever. Well, and it's a, I just think that's an amazing, I mean, it's so touching to me. I mean, I grew up with my grandmother literally living directly behind me. So, I mean, my grandmother was a huge part of mm-hmm. my life. And I mean, that is a relationship that is so unique and valuable to your children that, I mean, I think it's amazing. And I think that your advice about getting over your ego is so spot on because we do have all, I mean, that silly old mean girl is in there again with Mm -hmm. her just unfettered self. I don't even know what she's thinking sometimes. Or or where she came from. You're like, why am I thinking I mean, I really, I mean, my mean girl, I don't, I mean, she must have had a very rough upbringing because she is sassy. (laughs) She brings some really sassy negativity into my head sometimes. And I mean, sometimes I'll catch myself and I'll literally like, listen. And I'm like, wait a minute. Like, there you are again. I don't know what is up with you today. Yeah. I mean, and even if it's not family, I mean, obviously for me, that's a, that's a nice option to have, but you know, there's kids in my, in my kid's school where it's like the two families got together and they're like, Hey, you know, your kid's going to come here every other week. My kid's going to go there every other week and we're going to, or whatever and trade off. And so, you know, they'll be in zoom school together sometimes. And um, you know, but obviously these two families have found a way to make it work, but relying upon each other. And I just think that's so invaluable in this kind of a situation because, 
that's all. I mean, you can't do it all. We, you couldn't do it all before. And now you think you're going to do it all. No, <laughs> exactly. That is the thing. I mean, we could not do it all before. And I think coming to terms with that, I don't know if you heard, I had Sandra on the Maximum Mom podcast a few weeks ago, and she's the admin person I work with who I delegate everything to. Mm -hmm. And I mean, we've shared her with our whole team. So my whole team delegates to Sandra. And I mean, she has been game changing for all of us. Yeah. I mean, just at getting things done, but it's opened my eyes so much more to the possibilities of what you can delegate. I yeah. mean, in, in my mind, everything is delegatable, except like my relationship with my husband and my relationship with my child. But the yeah. rest is fair game. No, I agree. We did a similar thing in my business too. We hired um, an administrative person and she's through a company called Get Staffed Up and they're fantastic yeah. for providing that kind of resource. And, um, but they don't do part-time, they only do full-time. And so at the time I was like, I don't know if I need full-time, like I don't have that much stuff. But then the price was such that I was like, okay, fine, I'll just do it, you know? And my business coach was like, no, just do it. You'll find stuff for her, you'll find stuff for her. And sure enough, you know, the first week she's on the job, I'm like, she's running out of stuff to do. Well, I'm going around finding stuff, right? And right. it really encouraged, cause I'm paying her, right? <laughs> I don't want to waste this time. So it really got me on the ball to, figure out, you know, this, okay, this, and this, and this, and this, which I probably wouldn't have done, frankly, if she was just part-time, because I'd be like, oh, okay, well, see you tomorrow, you know, um, but no, it's it's really worked out great to have that resource, and just like you guys, like, I, you know, I'm not the only one using her, you know, we have a team of um, five other people, and so they're all um, using her to some extent, so it's, it it's makes all the difference. Well, what have you seen with your business now during, I would think Streamline Legal has been really important during this pandemic as people move to more virtual and remote practice. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, the ideas that we teach and the things that we promote, these have always been great ideas, but there was never that urgency. It was kind of like, well, you know, if you want to, if you want to be able to go on vacation or if you want to be able to do this, that, or the other, now it's like, if you want to keep your business alive because you can't all be in the same place for an extended period of time, then you better figure this out. So the, it just, you know, amplified the urgency. And so we are getting a lot more calls from potential clients and people that really need help because like I said, the people that used to be interested are still interested, but now you've got a whole nother pool of people that are like, now we got to figure this out. We can't wait till later. Right. right. Um, so that's been great to the end, to the, to the, um, the idea that we're not only offering our one-on-one -on -one services, which we had been all along, but now we're starting to develop some, you know, online courses and other ways that we can reach a bigger audience. Because of course, I mean, I, I will continue to hire and grow. That's not a problem, but just being one-on-one, -on -one, there's a limited amount of people that we can help. And so the idea is starting in January, we're going to put together now online courses that we can sell and people can be able to take advantage of that same expertise and the same information, but at their own self-paced, you know, like right. you don't have to coordinate schedules with us. You don't have to do all that stuff. So I really think it's going to be a great option for a lot of people that otherwise, you know, maybe weren't sure how they were going to approach things or what they were going to right. do. Um, so I'm really, really excited about that new services, those new services that we're opening up for the. That is awesome. Well, and I mean, I have to just give you a huge shout out. I mean, I know I tell you every time I see you, I mean, you literally saved 
our firm when we had an attorney go out on this emergency medical leave. And I mean, it was this short, I mean, I got 15 minutes notice of peace out. (laughs) I cannot come back to work. And I remember, I mean, within like 48 hours calling you and being like, we need help (laughs) like yesterday. And it was, I mean, it was really game changing to know how much we could put in place through Clio and the other software we were using so that it it didn't matter if an attorney went out, like I would be able to step in. And I mean, though it wasn't lucky. And I mean, obviously I don't wish bad on anyone. I had another attorney who got injured on a horse this summer and was out for months. And it was an immediate, you know, Thursday night, I get a call from the stable and she's like, I'm headed, you know, to she lives on an island so she had to be like you know specially transported to the you know the trauma thing operated on whole bit and but i was like we got this don't even worry i was like turn off your notifications heal like ignore us because we got this and i literally was able to go into cleo task click a bunch of buttons and turn any of her tasks onto her paralegal and then set up a meeting with her team the next day, boom. That was the extent of the drama. And that, that makes my month. heart like smile. Like that's, that's the whole reason we're doing this. You know, for, for those of, for your audience that doesn't know, Streamline Legal helps law firms get the most out of their practice management software. And so our goal is really to help you build procedures and build systems that help you to use the software to be able to, just as Elise described, you know, to be able to, put into place a system so that, you know, people leave, people come, people, you know, things change. You have this database of information that you can just manipulate to fit the situation. And, you know, there's, there's a ton, obviously there's a lot of work that goes into that, but thankfully you're at a place now where when that kind of thing happens, you have that resource, you know, and yeah, that's priceless. It was so amazing. And it was not, I mean, it was amazing for the office. Yes. A hundred percent. But it was so amazing for me to be able to give her that peace of mind where I literally, I mean, I cut her off our slack. I I was like, no, you are resting. Like Mm -hmm. you are off. You are not worried about anything. All you're focusing on is your well-being. And that's a pretty big thing to be able to say to an attorney who has a full-time caseload on Thursday. And as of Friday, there's nothing. And she's looking at three months, four months, no work, can't walk. I mean, you know, she was majorly injured. And I was just like, we got this. You've been following the systems perfectly. It shows and it, it is set up now for you to be able to just get better. Yeah. And not only that, but I think to be able to give that to her, but also to give it to her without taking it on yourself. Without like Elise jumping in and handling all of that. You know what I mean? No, it was Elise jumped in to direct what was going on, but you didn't have to take on all that stress yourself. And I think that there is like the game changer, right? It was amazing. Yeah. I I mean, it was truly amazing. And I, I mean, and it's, it's kind of interesting. I don't know if my whole team appreciates this, but I've become even more vigilant now about following it because I'm like, guys, we just had this amazing real life example of Mm -hmm. a person who has followed this. I mean, like a religion, she was on her Clio task 
notes, everything was just impeccable. And so now I'm like, it's, you see why it's that important. Like in it, it was up to date to that day, you know, five o'clock that day, everything she had done was current. So when she got injured at 6 PM that night, I mean, it was literally, there was an hour of emails that I needed to figure out. Do you know what I mean? Right, like, right. No, that's and, awesome. And and I think, the, I mean, yes, horseback riding accidents, you know, whatever other, all kinds of scenarios that can come up, but come on, like COVID, like somebody could right. get COVID and Completely. be out of work for however long. And I mean, you're going to have to deal with that as a business owner. And so it's up to you how you deal with it. But the things that you put in place ahead of time are absolutely going to change that scenario. So I'm super excited that that's the way it worked out for you guys. Oh, it was awesome. And of course, you know, I'm just singing your praises the whole time. (laughs) I was just like, thank God for Melanie. (laughs) And whenever, and we've hired a lot of new people during this pandemic. I mean, I think we've hired like 19 people. Wow. Uh, Every single time somebody comes on, I'm always like, and Melanie is our Clio guru. If you have any questions about my rampant hysteria around Clio, like Melanie would be the person you need to talk to and she will help you. Because I, I know people sometimes come in like, geez, she's a little worked up about Clio. Like, <laughs> it's true though, because you, you're the one that's gone through that scenario at least twice now where it's yeah. like, hey, I don't, you know, it's gonna be better for you. It's gonna be better for me. It's gonna be better for everybody if we do right. it this way. And, you know, and it also gives you some kind of, I don't want to say red flag necessarily, but you know, when you are in that situation, you have that new hire, whether it's hopefully it's on the interview side and you're talking about these kind of things, you know, definitely, I think it's something you need to bring up because if they're like, Oh no, you know, I I don't know how they would say it, but you know, Oh, well I do my own thing or, you know, I keep my own stuff and it's like, Oh no, that's not going to work here. Oh no, that is not going to (laughs) work. Oh, I mean, I struggle with that. Even I have team members who are like, well, I, I, keep everything simultaneous, like on a piece of paper on, I'm like, I'm like, you know, I'm not going to tell you, you can't do your thing, but I am going to tell you, you must do my thing first. Like it must go in Clio and it must do all this. And if you want a secondary thing for whatever reason, I don't even need to go for it. More power to you. Yeah. And it is, it's tricky. I mean, if you have a habit, I mean, it's rebuilding habits. If you're in the habit of writing something down or keeping it this way, then it is, it can be very difficult to switch. Um, But especially as a business owner, I mean, I think as a business owner, I think that the um, benefits are very easy to see as far as, you know, having, having the information, having control of the information or seeing the information or access to the information. But even as an employee, like, you know, just imagine you're in that scenario, you get sick, you get thrown by the horse, whatever. Do, you don't want these calls. Like you don't want, no. you don't want, even if it's just a lease, you don't want a lease calling every day being like, Hey, what's going on here? Like, no. not at all. No, you don't want that Not at all. And that was the beauty of it. I mean, the difference between the, when it happened the first time a few years ago, before we knew you to this time, I mean, night and day, I was calling that other attorney and trying so hard not to, because here she is in this emergency medical situation. So I would save up a whole week of questions, write them all down and then make them. And then I'd be like, okay, can I have five minutes of your time? And I would literally just like rapid fire. And if she didn't know the answer real quick, I'd be like, don't worry about it. Forget it. I'll figure it out. You know, like, right. You feel really bad, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, I mean, there was clients needing things. And this time I was just like, 
I got you. Don't even worry. You can't even see our Slack because I don't want you to worry. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. What yeah, it was great. To the whole idea. Oh, that reminds me. I should write you a review because if that is not a perfect example, real life of how your work is helped, I'm going to do that. Can you send me a link? Because I would be thrilled to. Yes, reviews are appreciated. But it's, but it's true. I mean, just the fact that we're talking about it today, you know, I feel like there are a lot of attorneys out there that don't believe that that kind of scenario can happen. And they're oh. like, oh, no, that's, there's no way. Like, I'd have to get this or we'd have to do this. And it's like, no, it can be done. Go talk to Elise. <laughs> well, I mean, it was, it was so monumental because one, the next month after this person got injured was our highest grossing month we've ever had, which I found kind of interesting. But two, I mean, there were times during that next month, I was scheduled to be away completely for two full weeks. That was like scheduled for months, you know, right. before the pandemic even started. And so I kind of battled in my head, like, do I go out now? Does this right. bad? But I said, you know, I can do it. Everything's fine. And I was totally reachable. And it was during the pandemic. So I didn't go anywhere. I was still here in Washington, but we had bought a boat. So I was literally on my boat for two weeks and the office just ran. And I mean, I could see in Slack, you know, what was going on, but everything was handled from, from her cases. And it was it was really uncanny. The more that think, becomes the story that people hear, the more they start to believe it. Because what runs rampant now, what I see is, you know, you go to your local bar association event or whatever, and people are talking about how they can't leave the office and they can't take off for the holidays and complaining about this, that, and the other. And that's what you start to hear. And that's what you start to internalize. And that's what you just believe, you know? So the more I think that people talk about these kind of scenarios, the more it normalizes the idea that, oh, wait, maybe we can run our business that way. And maybe this is, you know, what can happen. Oh. And, you know, they're hearing real life examples like you have that are very powerful, you know, to be able to support that. So, yeah, cheers to you for talking about it, because I I, I wish everyone would talk about those experiences. Well, cheers to you for teaching us. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. It's our pleasure. Yeah, because, I mean, it, it was a game changer for sure. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, Melanie, I'm so glad to have had you on today. I Thank love, you. love talking to you. Thank you. It's my pleasure. I, I It's been great. And really, this is the stuff I love to talk about. So if anyone's watching this and thinking, well, how do we do that? And what do we think about? Call me. I'll, I'll talk uh, to you about oh, it. Oh, call Melanie. <laughs> well, and tell us a little bit about how your process works, just so people know. So if they do reach out to you, what can they expect? Sure, sure. So yeah, we do help law firms. Um, not I, you know, I started this out looking at just the technology, right? Just the software. And we do a lot of work with the software. Don't get me wrong. Um, but what it really came down to was people aren't doing things consistently and doing things to support that technology. So then they get mad that the technology is not working or it's not doing what it's supposed to. And it's like, it's not a mind reader. Like you have to give it the information or else it's not going to work. So, so what we do is we still focus on the technology, but we also look at, you know, what are we doing before the technology? What are we doing to get the information into the technology so we can use it the way that we want to and the way it's supposed to work. Totally. Um, and that we've found to be really effective. So yeah, we love talking to attorneys about, you know, what, what kind of systems you have that are working. What do you not have? Like it's a total no judgment zone. We're not here to tell you you're doing things right or wrong we're here to tell you you know 
where's your pain point and what can we do to help you get to where you want to go? Um, so yeah, we, we are thrilled to talk to any attorney that feels like they're struggling in that area and, and really getting stuff done in the office or feeling in control of that stuff that's happening in the office. And they can call, we're all over Facebook, frankly. We have a lot of, I do Facebook lives every couple of days. And then uh, our website, of course, is www.streamline.legal. And um, yeah, give us a call and we're happy to chat with you about what your firm's doing these days and how we might be able to help. That's awesome. Yeah, and your Facebook Lives are golden. I mean, I'm always tagging my office in them because they're things I'm like, I'm like, I don't know that we're doing this, you know? Well, I try to make them very practical, you know, because I, you know, I'm trying to keep them short in length. Not a lot of people have a lot of time to research all this stuff, but, you know, I try to keep them very bite-sized and very practical, like do this for this and click here and we're done, you know? Um, And we've collected a whole bunch of them now on our YouTube page. So if you're looking for a resource, you know, go over there, search the titles, and we've even made some playlists that might be helpful. Um, But yeah, I really look at it as a good resource for people that, you know, just want to improve what they're doing. Um, Absolutely. Well, and I do want to reiterate when you mentioned being a no judgment zone. I mean, that was something I know for me when I first reached out to you. I mean, because let's face it, I was a hot mess. I mean, I still (laughs) am in many ways. You were... You were, can I tell them, you were sitting in your bed and you were trying to do your billing and you were completely overwhelmed by it because you decided to do everybody's billing and review every time entry from everybody. And it was a very large endeavor. And so we worked together to try and... To try and make that a more streamlined process, and uh, I'm I'm sure you've improved on it since then, even. But it's yeah, it's a, uh, it it's definitely don't. I mean, there's no shame in it. Like you got to where you got to doing something right. Like right. it's not like your whole life is a mess or your whole firm is a mess. Well, and if it is, call us because we can help. But. <laughs> like, Usually, usually when I meet firms like this is going really, really well and they just need help with this stuff, you know. Um, And so everybody, uh, trust me, I mean, I've worked with over 200 firms by now and it's like everybody's got something. It's it's not just you. (laughs) It's not. Well, and we, you'd be so proud now. I mean, we have quadrupled in size and now my billing is down to two hours a week. That is all I do for billing is two hours and I'm about to offload an hour and 45 minutes of that. Good. <laughs> so, Good. You should. You yeah. Should. It's been a process. That's awesome. We- no, you know, so it usually it's billing intake and task management that people are most um, struggling with. Um, you know, we help clients with emails and phones and all kinds of other stuff, but those are the things that really seem to be the biggest pain points when I meet with firms and you know they're just they're struggling because it's not something they teach you in law school it's not something frankly it's not something a lot of firms have very systematized so it's not like you even would learn it necessarily at another firm that you worked in the past or anything like that um so yeah it's it's definitely those are definitely areas that I think people struggle with that again no judgment everybody struggles with it give us a call Right. Well, I really appreciate it. And I hope you and your family have a wonderful holiday. Thank you. You too. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Have a great day. Thank you. Bye, Melanie. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Maximum Mom Podcast, a production of Maximum Lawyer Media. Be sure to subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. See you next time.